Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Vital signs, bring student achievements to life. Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple. Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. And Gilman Gear always a step ahead. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast, this time featuring the FIAAA Insider. Our guest today is a good friend. Lorna Wolfkill is the Director of Athletics at Community Christian School in Tallahassee, Florida. Lorna, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, well, uh, very excited to uh, represent Leon County. Um, well, as you know, uh, the life of an AD these days is very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe how uh, a love of sports led you to uh, a career in athletic administration. Sounds good. Well, I grew up in Panama City, so always in or near the water. Um, I My first sport I ever played was soccer. Um, I was four years old. My mom told me I had to choose between dance or soccer, so soccer it was. Um, and I've been playing soccer ever since. Um, I was always one, I was either the only girl, girl on the team or only one of two, but um, so in a few years, after a few years, I added softball to the mix. Um, and then I added volleyball. Um, and then I, I had a very lame attempt at cross country in high school one year, um, but that's okay. Um, so, but I, I love sports, watching sports, being part of sports, always very active um, growing up. Um, but when, I went to college, I wanted to be an ocean engineer. So I went to the Florida Institute of Technology and unfortunately they did not have a girls soccer program. Um, and so I opted out of playing collegiate sports to follow my, at that time, dream job. Um, and so I didn't get, to, didn't get to do college sports, unfortunately. Actually, I take that back. I, I um, was a member of the crew team at FIT. So there we oh, go. Wow. Hmm. Um, but after a little bit of time due to family circumstances, I had to leave FIT and um, God led me to the University of Florida, go Gators, um, where I ended up majoring in marketing and economics. Um, and so 
you know, I got to be an AD in a roundabout way. I um, eventually got my MBA. Um, I was a marketing director for a scuba, um, international scuba magazine. Uh, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, college professor, um, all these different careers. And then God very much said, you don't need to be working right now. So for a season, I did not have a regular job. Um, and then um, Community Christian School needed a soccer coach. And I said, well, I can do that. And so I started coaching soccer for Community Christian School. Um, I was good friends with the athletic director at the time. And so he hired me. And then a couple of years later, he said, you know, we need a new athletic director. I'm going to move on. And um, so I interviewed for the position. And um, it was the most intense interview I've ever had in all my life, um, even with all the other jobs I've ever had. Um, but I got it. And so 10 years later, here we are still at CCS. Well, um, I've had a chance to uh, get to know you uh, in the five years that I've been at McClay. And, uh, you know, you've certainly done a great job of building uh, the program there at uh, Community Christian. Um, in our business, we always talk about the importance of leadership and uh, mentors. Uh, yes. And I'm always curious, uh, who are some of your mentors, you know, either growing up or, or in the business? Mm -hmm. uh, the expression I like to use is, uh, uh, I still hear those voices in my head when I'm talking with coaches or kids or parents. So whose voices do you still hear? Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the main voices I still hear was actually um, one of my first um, employers. I, when I was in high school, I worked at a marine mammal park, and um, Mr. Miller was his name. And he, um, although he didn't teach me anything about sports, he taught me a lot about business, um, but also a lot about leading and serving your staff. Um, but I think most importantly, he taught me taught me about um, not taking myself too seriously, um, to enjoy life, and. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, not take life too seriously. So um, I definitely have him in the back of my head constantly. So um, I try to have fun and try to make sure other people are enjoying what they're doing. Um, my first couple of soccer coaches, um, they're, they're definitely still in my head. Um, my very first soccer coach was actually in a wheelchair. And I'm still amazed by what an awesome job he did coaching what 19 four-year-olds um, from a wheelchair but he was very inspirational um, and you know just showed me if you put your mind to it you can certainly do it um, he also never saw me as he never treated me like a girl like any differently than the team um, than the rest of the rest of the team so I appreciated that as well so it kind of gave me a, that can-do attitude um, so and then of course there are people in my life now that are current ADs or former ADs that I I look to reach out to and I mean you're one of them I am sending emails to going I have no idea help me what are you doing in this situation um, and I always appreciate the feedback because it, it's good to have connections um, in the business for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, you mentioned that you've been at uh, CCS now for 10 years. 
Um, talk about, you know, that process from coming on. Uh, I know you, you had, um, you know, an athletic uh, background uh, you know, as an athlete, uh, you know, maybe outside of traditional sports as well. But uh, what were some of the things that you first noticed when you uh, came on board as the AD and now 10 years later, what are some things that maybe you're particularly proud of uh, with the program? Okay. Great question. When I first came on, we were not part of any kind of districts. We were independent in every single one of our sports. We also did not have, um, we were not real competitive in our sports. Um, it was more, um, it was more just recreational, just for fun. Um, since then, we have added, I think, four more sports. Um, and also with those sports, we have added different levels. So we have, you know, middle school, JV, and varsity for a lot of our sports. Um, but we're also competitive. So we have joined districts for all of our varsity um, sports that we offer. Um, and it's going really well. So guess I'm proud of that. We've gotten um, good coaches on board. Also consistency, you know, just maintaining coaches over the years was important. I think um, when first came on board, communication was a little bit lacking. And so even just communicating with parents, communicating with um, Tallahassee, uh, even with, you know, the Democrat communicating with other athletic directors, just letting them know that, hey, CCS is out there and this is what we're doing. I think that's helped a lot in growing the program and um, getting people to take us seriously, honestly. Oh yeah, you, you and I were just talking about, uh, you know, your volleyball programs been very successful and, you know, uh, both of our golf teams are, uh, you know, in state right now. So it's exciting to, uh, uh, to have that. And I know having gone through that at a Christian school back, you know, 2000 to 2008 down in South Florida, you know, those same challenges of becoming competitive, of being recognized as a, as a viable opponent. Um, you know, th those are all, you know, great accomplishments. <laughs> like I said, you've done a great job with that. Well, I appreciate that. There's still work to do. <laughs> we'll <laughs> get right. there. Good to great. Never ends. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's go and talk a little bit about COVID. Um, as uh, you know, we've done these interviews um, the last several months, uh, we've seen a variety of responses across the country. You know, some states have shut down sports completely. Uh, other states have elected to move sports around, uh, football going to the spring and baseball in the fall. You know, here in Florida, we've seen our own uh, response. We delayed uh, as a state for, for one month. And then uh, much of the state uh, picked up, uh, but there's still some parts that are just now getting back uh, on campus. So for our listeners, you know, uh, what's happening uh, in Leon County, what's happening in Tallahassee, what's happening on your campus right now as far as return to school as well as return to play? Mm -hmm. Well, as you mentioned, we did as a state push back the fall season one month, um, but I am very grateful that they did decide to go ahead and start sports. Um, we were able to have all of our, well, all but one of our sports. Um, we had volleyball, golf, cross country, and swimming. Um, we decided to go ahead and, and push forward with that. Um, of course, we have implemented different protocol different safety precautions, sanitizing, you know, 
if you're sitting on a bench or wearing a mask, social distancing, things like that. Um, we were not able to have our flag football middle school team, unfortunately, just um, the people that coordinated that felt like it was a little too high risk. Um, so we're really trying to go on um, as normal as we can, get some normalcy back to the, to the season. Um, swimming has definitely been a challenge. Uh, we do not have our own pool, and so we usually use the pool at FSU or FAMU but both of those have been closed. So um, for, several, for several weeks, we weren't able to swim at all. Our coaches did an amazing job of just doing land drills with the kids. Um, and then a few weeks ago, we got one of the city pools um, allowed us to, to come on board. So we're swimming, but we haven't had meets um, and we haven't had starter blocks. And so that's going to be a challenge. Our, our swim districts is next week, and it's going to be the first time on starter blocks for some of our kids. Um, so that should be a very interesting um, experience for them. Um, but it's okay. I mean, the coaches are very positive about it. They've encouraged the kids. The kids are excited. Um, so we'll see. So it wasn't the swim season we wanted, but that's okay. Um, we're going we're gonna to work through it. At least we got to have a swim season. So... Um, school is really, um, we're kind of returned to normal as much as possible. We are wearing masks, um, doing a couple of different, you know, changes in our protocol, but we're all in person, um, no virtual classes unless they have to quarantine, which we have been very blessed by that and have not had to do any of that. So, um, so far we're, we're doing okay. Well, that's great to hear. What's, um, what's the outlook as we're making the transition right now? Um, and for our listeners, we're recording this um, October 22nd. So um, what's the outlook as we get ready to transition into the winter sports season, which for Florida is uh, basketball and soccer? Right. Well, we are going ahead as planned, um, again, with the COVID protocol limiting some some things, number of spectators, um, you know, wearing masks on the bench again, social distancing. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do it, and we're gonna we're hoping that um, COVID does not hit any of our members. You know, they consider our soccer and basketball a little more high risk than the the fall sports. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. We are having some issues. There are quite a few schools that have either opted out of having winter sports or have decided to um, end their season before Christmas break, which typically it would go through January or even the beginning of February. So that has become a challenge for us to find um, enough competition. Um, but we, we have enough kids to play. The parents are excited about, you know, getting their kids out of the house and onto the field and, and getting activity. I think we all kind of realize that that's important for um, our mental fitness as well as our physical fitness. You know, all the best uh, moving forward. Um, one question that we've been asking our ADs on the uh, <clears throat> podcast uh, relates to this idea of um, social issues, um, social justice. Um, you know, when COVID hit last spring, you know, we also saw just an increased uh, awareness of this. The events, uh, 
you know, in Minneapolis and Atlanta and uh, a month or so ago in Wisconsin. Uh, so my question has been this, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors in our arena to do a better job, uh, to do a better job with our students, our parents, our community uh, in this area of social awareness? Mm -hmm. um, another great question. And that was, that was a really hard one for me to, to um, come up with a, an answer on. Um, you know, we are a Christian school. And so we teach our students that God wants us to love everyone, that it doesn't matter um, who you are, if you like us or hate us, or it doesn't matter. Um, God loves them and we should too. Um, and so in, in our school, we're still spreading that. We're still, um, we still want to reach out to everybody and, and share God's love and share the gospel. And, um, and so we do, I mean, we talk with our kids um, but I think, I think just being aware of the injustices, that's key. Um, making the students, especially the older students, high school students aware of these things that are going on and how can they be a part of the change? Um, I think there's a lot of people that want to see change but they don't know exactly how to do it. Um, and, you know, the a lot of the riots and protests are, are people wanting change, but again, not really sure how to go about it. So I, th I think us as athletic directors, as administrators, um, just, I think just realizing the problems that are out there, making people aware of it, um, and just being, just being cautious of how we treat people and how we talk to people and the things that we say, I guess, being good examples to those that we are um, coaching or mentoring um, would be important. Yeah, very good advice. I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, great perspective. Uh, let's go and lighten it up a little bit. Um, okay. You know, I always ask our EDs, um, <laughs> You know, what's your favorite part of the job? And invariably, they always say it's the kids. And they should the say students. it's the kids. Yes, um, absolutely. So beyond the kids. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> what are some of your favorite things about being the athletic director at Community Christian School? What gets you excited about coming to school each day? All right. Well, I was going to say the students. So you took that away from me, and that's okay. Um, I, I just love... I love the fact that I can go to work and um, I get to play sports all day. I get to be involved in sports all day long. Um, some days it's not as fun because you're doing the, the minuscule tasks and the crazy organizations and, and putting out fires. But ultimately I get to go spend a day by the pool watching these kids swim for you know several hours, or I get to go outside and watch tennis tournaments or golf and I just that's such a blessing to me that I I get to do that that's my job that's that's exciting to me and I um I mean as I said I I love sports I grew up with sports um and I'm you know I could talk about sports constantly if I had to um so that's that's what I love if I have to give if I have to put the students second <laughs> there you go 
It's just the opportunity to be involved. You don't have to put them second. You just have to, you know, talk about some other things. Okay, <laughs> just not count them. That's fine. <laughs> well, uh, Lorna, this is, this has been great. And again, you know, you and I have known each other for a while. Um, you know, we actually we share families. You know, uh, you know, we have siblings at each uh, schools. Uh, not yeah. our siblings, but uh, right <laughs> uh, school families, and yeah. our teams play each other on a regular basis. So uh, it's not like this is the first time we've chatted. But uh, right. we always like to wrap up with what we call the new athletic director's toolbox. Yes. You're certainly an experienced AD. Uh, <laughs> and I'm tasking you right now with sending out a brand new athletic director okay. on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Lorna's athletic director toolbox? Well, you know, I had three things that I would say to a new athletic director. That's okay. <laughs> Is that, well, that can that work? Can that Absolutely. be my toolbox? Like, mm -hmm. and, and the first one is don't worry about looking dumb. Ask the question. Um, just because there was so much stuff that I didn't know. And I was just so worried looking, you know, like an idiot, honestly, I was afraid to ask, but don't worry about looking dumb. Ask the question. Um, the second one would be get to know other ADs, um, some in your area and in similar size schools and some um, around the state and around the country that may be in bigger schools. So you can have, you can get a big vision of where you want your school to be. Um, and the, the third thing um, I would say to a new AD, and this actually came from one of your coaches. Um, and I think it was the best advice I have ever been given was, um, don't worry, I have already done everything wrong at least once. It happens, and it will be okay. There you go. Well, I, I appreciate our coaches reaching out and helping you, but uh, <laughs> great, great advice, okay? Um, definitely put those things to work. Lorna Wolfkill, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And as I said, continued success uh, this year. I appreciate it. Thank you very much again for having me. I enjoyed it. Oh, our pleasure. To our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, the video version of this interview will be posted on our YouTube channel. That's Educational ADFIAAA on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.